you know, I don't want to start mass production uh, of items um, based on a method or a theory or a recipe. I really want to be in awe and I want to be moved, you know, by the experience. Welcome to Experiences You Should Have, your how-to guide for amazing experiences. I'm Gail, your host, and today we're taking a little turn towards the art. Uh, many of our episodes on Experiences You Should Have are about nature, and and that's not intentional. It's because many times I ask people, what is that one experience you want to share and 99% of the time, it is of nature. Um, but something that I've been wanting to include on this podcast is art. Uh, because art can just invoke so many different emotions and bring you to a new state in your mind. Last month, I, I got to take a quick jaunt to Kona, Hawaii uh, for a friend's wedding over a weekend, and it was amazing. We got to uh, go underwater and experience adventure and find that community, and I feel that community is so important for ourselves and for each other, and, and it's something I cherish, and I found community in art. Um, one day when I went to a farmer's market in Waimea, and it was actually not far from the farmer's market. I lied a little bit. Um, we, we first went to the farmer's market and then we went to the Habitat for Humanity in Waimea. This is on the big island and Waimea is about an hour north of Kona. And and I was there with a, a really good girlfriend. We were walking around, looking at different paintings, talking to artists there. And there was this one artist we were speaking to, and she said, oh, make sure you go outside and find the woman in the shed. Well, now this sounded fun. You know, we're now on a quest. We've got to find the woman in the shed. And we, and we walked outside. We found the shed. And as I walked in, this wonderful, kind woman motioned for me to sit down. She immediately offered me some miso soup. And, and I just looked around the shed. And it was full of all different cloths of this blue indigo patterns all over it. And I realized right then and there that I found something special. This woman invited me in. She treated me with complete kindness. She didn't bring out like a price sheet for, for miso. No, it's just something that she offered. She gave me a bowl. I'm sipping on my miso. I'm looking at the art. And right there, I felt the community. And it doesn't, you don't need 20 people that have a community or 10 people, just even having one person right there sharing her kindness. She brought me in to her world. And she started to explain the type of art she does is a Japanese style of art called shibori. And this woman, Helen, from Indigo Blue Hawaii, 
just kept on showing me her art, how she did it. She put on her gloves. She had her vat of indigo and she was dipping. And then what was really incredible about these designs is that they're very mathematical in a sense. And and math makes sense to me. I, I enjoy math. I enjoy mathematical patterns. And this may not be the right art for you. But if you enjoy the, the calmness of that blue indigo and and are searching for for that invitation to join a community in a sense. Um, and if you're looking for just kindness and wanting to learn something new, then I recommend going to Waimea and going on a Saturday from 10 to 2 um, right outside the Waimea Habitat for Humanity and finding Helen. Uh, you can also go to her website, indigobluehawaii.com, and reach out to her and set up a time um, to even learn about shibori art. And it was just it was just one of those touching moments, and you could see that the Helen would take you in as you are, offer you soup, share her art with you. And then if you want to purchase a piece, you can. But she is she's there sharing her passion. And I think that's it's so unique to see. It's so unique to see someone truly going after their passion, going after their art, sharing it with others, bringing in the kindness, the community, the warmth and the love. And I I got to know Helen a little bit more and I asked her if she would come be on my podcast and she agreed. The next day, I actually drove up to Waimea and, and went to her house and, and had a cup of tea and, and we chatted a little bit. And I wanted to share that conversation with you here on experiences you should have. Um, and please uh, go to her website, indigobluehawaii.com as well, and check her out. We come a long way, change Thank you, Helen, for joining. Aloha. Aloha. Thank you for having me. Um, this is such an honor to be acknowledged for something that just comes naturally for people of Hawaii. Yeah. Uh, giving nature is something that I've observed since I was a child here. So thank you. Absolutely. You're welcome. You're welcome. Mahalo. Uh, this is, it's, it was just such an, an incredible experience. I've, I've been to a lot of maybe different art shows and, and no one has invited me just to sit down and make me feel part of their community like you did. Thank you. I wanted to create a space um, that was welcoming, that had free offerings, and that people could come and share stories, uh, as well as talk about the art that I have been uh, given the opportunity of uh, to create. Mm -hmm. um, the Japanese culture 
itself has always been an intrigue for me. And I have studied Oriental art history uh, at the University of Oregon mm -hmm. in Eugene, Oregon in the 1980s. So I had some experience with indigo at that time. Mm -hmm. And then I continued to continue, I continued my education and opportunities at Oregon School of Arts and Craft. And uh, it was there that I became further interested in fiber arts. So can you explain what shibori is? You know, in America, we have something called uh, tie-dye. Mm -hmm. But for me, shibori, it takes that concept a little further because you're not only being spontaneous in your design elements, but you can also control the outcome uh, with a series of geometric shapes and patterns um, by planning out a design based on traditional Japanese methods. Mm -hmm. And so shibori is a dyeing technique uh, in Japan, and it can be explored to the point of perfection um, or you can just enjoy the process along the way, which is what I do. I tend to um, just enjoy and embrace uh, the moment that I'm beginning to design and then ultimately dye. You know, the selection of fibers that I use uh, before I dye in indigo, which is a natural leaf uh, that grows all over the world and it's used as a very uh, beautiful blue, source of blue. Uh, in just about every country, they use indigo. Mm. So the dye in the leaf, mm -hmm. when does it turn blue? Like how, like is it just naturally blue? Like how? Mm. You know, there's a process where uh, the blue happens after you've picked the natural leaf you then uh, ferment that leaf in a combination of water and some kind of mordant, a mordant that will allow uh, the dye to adhere to the fiber that you're using. And so the mordant that I use is iron is my choice. Mm -hmm. And then I also use calcium in the water uh, before I dye. And so that allows the indigo to break down from the uh, compound, from leaf, which has been then either uh, transferred into a powder form or a crystal form. And so I use crystals myself, and I buy those from a supplier from North Carolina mm. where they actually grow indigo now. Wow. And so we take that compound, buying that with the iron and the natural calcium and then uh, let that ferment in a vat of water and uh, within a day it's prepared and ready to actually be used as a dye to dye items um, it's not instantly blue however it starts out as a green uh, color mm -hmm. as a dye form but the minute you lift your item out of the vat the indigo blue vat, the oxygen 
will then transform it and change it from being green to blue. And it's kind of a magical experience, which you got to see yesterday. I did. I did. And uh, experience it. I mean, it is such a, an amazing thing to see firsthand, to see this chemical reaction happen and to see the art happening right in front of our eyes. Yeah. Working with indigo never gets tiring. Mm -hmm. It's an ongoing element of surprise because the color of indigo over time, as I'm using the same vat, will change and shift. So you will go from a deep blue to a more gray blue because iron tends to make my vat a little gray antique blue. Mm -hmm. And I love that yeah. about my vat. Uh, many people use different types of uh, indigo vats and mine is an iron vat. And I do that because it's a natural vat and there's no chemicals that will harm me or you as the end user. So you're gonna get a very uh, unique color of blue with an iron vat. And that blue, the mm. blue is so calming. It's just this, Yeah, it has an instant effect of just feeling like the ocean, you get lost in it. It's, it's stunning, it's absolutely stunning. Yeah, thank you. I, I have worked with this, um, it's called a recipe for over 10 years now and I continue to learn from the vat. The vat is my teacher because as I add more indigo into an older vat, the vat will shift in colors and I can start to manipulate how I want the end result to be. But there's still an element of surprise, which I really enjoy that part. You know, I don't want to start mass production mm -hmm. uh, of items. Um, based on a method or a theory or a recipe. I really want to be in awe and I want to be moved, you know, by the experience. And there are times when it brings me to the point of tears because it's so incredible. Mm. And so I want others to experience that. So I offer for people visiting a free opportunity to sit with me and to learn about indigo, as well as have soup or tea uh, at any time. Wow, I mean, that is, I mean, that's just, a, that's an offer from the heart where, where you're just giving up your time to show someone this amazing art. Thank you. Thank you, and I I highly recommend if you can get to Hawaii, to fly to Kona, and make your way out to Waimea and and hit up Helen uh, prior to coming. So it's on the calendar. You know she might be traveling or something. But it's it the experience changed me. It, it I mean, and it was just a short time yesterday. Just looking at your art. And seeing the beauty in in art, and many times in the show we're talking about nature and things out to do outside, but you're incorporating nature. You're incorporating indigo and these beautiful patterns 
that make you feel like you're a part of nature. And it's just truly an amazing experience to come and see this and feel it and, and feel your energy. Thank you. I find it important at this stage in my life. I, I find it important to connect with others and to uh, give of yourself just naturally without an expectation back. And when people come to my space, either my home studio, uh, which they're allowed to come and make an appointment with me uh, to participate there, or to come to the uh, shed in front of Waimea Habitat for Humanity and experience uh, an event such as the one you experienced yesterday, um, that they leave feeling what you felt. And so I personally feel like I did my, my duty uh, as a citizen, as a community spirit, and as a woman who has uh, lived a big life. And now I just want to enjoy uh, those very few moments that we have together. Yeah. Well said. Well said, Helen. Thank you. Truly, <laughs> truly. Now, for mm. those that are unable to fly to Hawaii, how could they experience Shibori at home? You know, I love the fact that a child was with me yesterday. She was five years old, mm -hmm. and she made her own scarf. But her mom and dad sat and observed, and her older sister was having a birthday, so she made a scarf for herself. And the parents were in awe that they could all four do this. And simply by going to any craft store, uh, you can find an indigo dye kit for between seven and ten dollars, mm -hmm. and it will give you the directions, and it has all of the ingredients inside the kit to prepare an opportunity with your own family at home. All you need is a five-gallon bucket and a stick to stir it with and a lid for the bucket, and you're on your, on your way to creating t-shirts and napkins and I would say go to Target or any thrift store or Walmart and find natural cotton, silk, or linen things. Uh, lace is a lot of fun, antique lace. Uh -huh. And start your own indigo vat at home. And it'll last for up to five days. And then you can throw it out on your plants if it's of an organic nature. Uh, because my plants love my vat when I'm done uh, I use it as nutrients on my um, loquat. Does it does it turn your plants blue? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We don't have to worry about that. But uh, your hands will turn blue, uh, but it, you can easily uh, scrub it off uh, okay. of your hands. Okay. So, yeah. So start out with a kit. You can get one on Amazon.com as well for about $7. Okay. And have fun. Just enjoy a night or an afternoon with your family or a lovely rainy day indoors. And, um, you know, be prepared to have a blast. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Now, it was really interesting to see you were, 
you had a, I think it was a piece of cotton yesterday and you had yeah. folded it up and you put a circular shape, but you could have any kind of shape on it. Right. Like, but it could be from a lid of a mason jar and you had these uh, clamps to right. clamp the shape over this folded cloth and you dipped it and, and you created this beautiful pattern with a geometric shape that resonated around the entire cloth because it was folded up. Right. Yeah. The ideal is to take, if you are uh, interested in geometry, you can think about patterns, shapes, octagonal, squares, circles, and anything around the house to create a shape, which would uh, encourage a really unique pattern on your piece of fiber that you're using. But to fold it or pleat it is actually described in the kit. So it's a jacquard uh, indigo die kit. And jacquard is J-A-C-Q-U-A-R-D. Jacquard is an art company yeah. that makes the kits. And they will give you complete instructions on how to fold. And then uh, they have templates in the kit to get you started. Wow. So they offer you a square and then they use rubber bands instead of clamps. Okay. But you can purchase clamps at the hardware store. Yeah. In fact, I love going to the hardware store because PVC pipe is also used and you can wrap string around your fiber uh, and you can create a beautiful uh, water effect on your on your fabric. And you know what? We all go to YouTube type in shibori method and you're going to see a thousand and one ways to have fun with shibori and so i really recommend that just sit down to some videos i love it yeah. i love it yeah and it's a very simple fun process and everyone can do it and everyone can feel like a star at the end because whatever you do you're going to be mesmerized by the transition between green and blue uh, the beauty at the end and the results. And then you're gonna have something you can wear or put on the bed or you know, making uh, beautiful pillowcases. And you're just, I think it's just something that's just gonna be a blast. I love it, I absolutely so. love it. Mm -hmm. And if people want to find you and check out some of the designs that you're doing, uh, I know you can go to blueindigohawaii.com it's actually, can I, just one correction. Oh, yes. It is actually Indigo Blue Hawaii. Oh, Indigo, Indigo Blue. Hawaii.com is, is the company. There's other Indigo companies in Hawaii, but mine is Indigo Blue Hawaii. Indigo Blue Hawaii. Dot com. I apologize. Yeah. And you can always email me from the website, Helen at Indigo Blue Hawaii.com. Any questions, I'm here to support you in your adventure. Now, how can they find you on Instagram? Instagram, Indigo Blue Hawaii. Perfect. And Perfect. I'm there. And uh, certainly, I would love for them to look me up. Now, are you on other social media? I'm outlets? on Facebook, but it's as Helen uh, Nahoopii. So it's my Hawaiian name. Okay. Yeah. So they're better off probably finding me on okay. Instagram. Do you have an Etsy store or anything like that? No, you know, I decided not to do that because sometimes uh, p 
pictures don't turn out the same way as the actual item mm. and people get or receive something in the mail and then they want to return it and so that became kind of like a thought process for me if you want to buy my things unfortunately you'll have to come and buy them here in Hawaii mm -hmm. um, or if you just trust me I will send you images and uh, they will appear as uh, authentic and original as, as I can hope and that you'll be pleased when you receive your items. But uh, yeah, Instagram, you'll see a lot of my post. I love it. I but love you'll it. have ideas too for making your own. Absolutely. Yeah. I cannot wait to try this out with my family at home. Oh, I would love to see pictures yeah. if you keep in touch with me. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, thank you so much, Helen. I truly yeah. appreciate you coming and being on the show and sharing your art. Thank you and mahalo. And we look forward to seeing you again in the future. All right. And until our next adventure on experiences that you should have. Ah, uh, ho. <laughs> mahalo. <laughs> I mean, see you later. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, You're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for listening to Experiences You Should Have. You can uh, learn a little bit more about Shibori, where to get a kit, uh, a little bit more about Helen on my website, experiencesyoushouldhave.com. Click on episodes. There will be some show notes there. Definitely check it out, um, as well as some photos of of some of her art um, and some models wearing some of her scarves and that sort of thing. So please go to experiencesyoushouldhave.com and, uh, and, and tell someone about the show. Uh, we, are, we are growing by the day. And uh, just please just tell someone about Experiences You Should Have podcasts. Thank you for listening.